Good morning, Porch Community. We are so glad that you are joining us online today, especially if this happens to be your first time. A very special welcome to you. We're glad that you're tuning in and you're participating in our worship service today. And listen, if you, if you like what you see, if you kind of engage in this and you go, well, this is, this is great worship, this is good teaching, you can go back and watch a lot of messages and, and the worship that goes along with them. Um, sev just way back so I would encourage you to check us out on our YouTube channel um, on Facebook of course and um, you can just be more engaged with us as a church my name is Shannon and I have the distinct privilege of being the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church and um, listen before we get started before I jump into the message I just want to say this happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there and grandmothers and and those of you that are in a in a place of uh, as a mentor as a friend as a as a family member and you have been like a mother to people I would just say a happy Mother's Day to you and for those of you that have those people in your life you know your moms your grandmas those mother figures those mentors um, be sure and let them know that they are loved and appreciated today how incredible was that bumper video that you saw from our very own Michael Duran? Um, he is a super talented rapper, uh, artist, and um, just an incredible guy. And I'm so glad he was able to do that. He is um, a middle school teacher. He's actually just uh, named Teacher of the Year at Valdosta Middle School, and he is beloved by his students. So I really appreciate that. And as he said, as he stated, we are starting something today. We're launching a new series, and it's called Streaming at the Movies. Streaming at the Movies. Several of you, many of you might be familiar with our Summer at the Movies series that we've done for several years when we were downtown, and it was our intention to do that again this summer. But because of everything and the changes, we are now doing this called Streaming at the Movies. And so for the next several weeks, we're going to be sharing truths from the Bible, from the gospel, from scripture, using examples, themes from some very well-known movies that you are able to find through one of the many streaming services out there. So now here's the difference though, unlike other movie series we've done in the past, we aren't going to be showing actual clips from movies so that we are able to live stream on Facebook and YouTube and, and we're able to share these messages with you because of licensing and all that. If we showed clips, we would get shut down very quickly. So what we're going to be doing, and as you've noticed this past week, we're going to let you know what movie we're going to be talking about. We're going to give you maybe some, depending on the week and the movie, you're going to get a little bit of uh, maybe lead into, hey, be sure and watch this particular scene or this moment. And uh, we're going to share that with you the week before we talk about a particular movie. Um, so today we're starting streaming at the movies with an oldie, like 60 years old oldie which I don't know maybe that used to seem like a really old age to me it doesn't seem that old anymore but it's based on this fantastic book and um, the Disney version is I think what most of us know most of us have seen and it's the classic movie Swiss Family Robinson 
And I'll go ahead and confess to you now and, and confess to my husband, Drew, that as a girl, I had a crush on the character who was the older brother, Fritz. Um, it was between Fritz and David Cassidy. I kind of went back and forth, um, but I had a big crush on, on Fritz. So that just also tells you how old I am. Um, but the movie opens, and, and it, the, the movie opens, and it's showing this raging storm. And what looks like, at first, an, an abandoned ship, because you don't see people on deck. You just see this, this, this ship that's getting tossed all over the place, and it, and it seems to just be like floating aimlessly on the sea. And can we just go ahead and agree that so far that seems to be a pretty good description of 2020? <laughs> We've just been kind of, you know, thrown around, almost feeling like we're on an abandoned ship here, and, and, and we're just kind of floating aimlessly. And, you know, how many of you watching right now, you feel as if, you have been riding out a raging storm and, and you're just kind of here and, and, and being tossed and, and, and just placed wherever, you know, based on all, all that's going on in the world. Well, the Robinsons, they find themselves shipwrecked on a, on a remote island after they are actually on the boat. They're down below in the ship. The next day they wake up and they end up on this remote island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Now, much like this pandemic, this thing that we are all dealing with right now in 2020, the initial change created some uncertainty and some fear in, in the Robinsons. And, and immediately it was, how will we survive? There, there are so many unknowns. You know, what, what does the future hold? And when you think about it, our world, we're just now starting to come out of it, but we have effectively been shut down for about two months to prevent the, the spread of the coronavirus. And so what I want to talk about with you this morning is based on the movie that I've seen many times. We love it. Drew has always loved it. Mallory has now started to love this movie. We watch it often. But here's what I want to talk about this morning. I wonder how the Robinson family would respond to today's circumstances, to the, the pandemic that you and I are living in right now, how would they respond based on how they responded when their ship was wrecked and they end up on an island? I mean, I mean if you think about it, if, if the Robinsons were able to, to get a glimpse into the year 2020, how would they respond? It, given the, their experience of radical uncertainty because that's what they certainly dealt with. What perspective, what advice would they give to us? And I want to offer to you what, what I have taken from this, this classic movie, what I think we can learn from the Swiss Family Robinson. And so here's the first thing, and I'm going to list several things, and then we're going to look at some scripture together. But the first thing that I think we can learn from Swiss Family Robinson in today's world is for us to be realistic and optimistic. For us to be realistic and optimistic. I believe the Robinsons would tell us to be realistic. Hey, things aren't great. Hey, there was a bad storm. 
hey, the ship doesn't work anymore. You know, here we are, we're on this island. But also to be optimistic, realistic and optimistic. See, what you find in this movie, and yes, I know it's a movie, and I know it's fiction, and, and I know that it's a Disney movie on top of that, and they often gloss over some things, but, but what we see is that they trusted, and if you've never read the book, Swiss Family Robinson, I encourage you to do that because there is so much in there about faith and God and the faith of the Father and how he leads his family and how he is constantly um, reminding them of, of God's hand and providence in their life, which, of course, you don't see much, if at all, in the movie. But, but they trusted that things would be okay. And yes, they, there would be bumps and there would be bruises and they would have to make difficult decisions. But they were resilient, resilient and they were faithful. They were God-loving people who were prayerful in search of answers for their family. So the first thing I think you and I can learn from the Swiss Family Robinson is that it's for us to be realistic and optimistic. The second thing I think we can learn from them is to, and this is hard, but I think we do this sometimes, is, for not, is, is to don't ask God to remove challenges. Don't ask God to remove challenges. How often do we just say, God, can you just make this go away? Can you just take this circumstance away? I believe that the Robinsons would advise us not to ask God to take away challenges, but for us to be people who believe that God would give us insight and he would give us inspiration and he would give us the resources we need. He would give us the ability needed to endure whatever crisis is there. Because that's what they did. They were realistic, they were optimistic, and they didn't just sit on the beach and say, God, can you please change the circumstances? They didn't do that. Which leads me to the, the third thing that I've learned and, and I want to share with you that I think we can learn from this family is that you and I, we need to be adaptable. We need to be adaptable. Now, many of you have already done this, especially if you're in business. I, I think about our school teachers. I think about our students. I think about in so many ways we have had to adapt to life, the, the new normal as it's being called. The Robinsons would encourage us to be adaptable, to, to look at our world differently and then to say, okay, what can I do in this, in this new normal? How can I respond? You know, for us to be people who anticipate, for us to be people who innovate. In times of crisis, what happens is these opportunities arise for us to innovate. You know, we have been doing live streaming since our inception as a church and long before we ever moved, moved out from when we were downtown, we've been doing live streaming. We didn't have to adapt to that. But many of you are participating in live stream and, and you never did before and you were adapted to this. We need to adapt. So I would say that, you know, necessity forced the Robinson family to be innovative. I mean, oh my goodness, when I think of Swiss Family Robinson, the first thing I think of all the time, you might do this too, is the amazing treehouse. I mean, that it's just phenomenal. And we have these two very old, huge oak trees in our backyard. 
and our Mallory is really wanting there to be some kind of a Swiss Family Robinson treehouse going on back back there and I, I just don't think that's going to be possible but you never know um, but I think about that and I think about again I know it's a movie in fiction but they adapted you know they built this amazing house up in the trees and so many of you have adapted in ways that you never dreamed possible before there's power in being adaptable so uh, we've talked about these 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 aspects I think we learned from the movie is that from the Robinsons is to be realistic and optimistic to not just sit there and say God would you take away the challenges that we need to be adaptable and the next thing I've learned and this is when it really starts to get difficult and it's this we need to have patience and love for our families that we need to have pay you need to have patience and love for your families the Robinsons would encourage us to have this increased love increased patience and affection towards those that we are with during this time particularly to, to love your family and to love those you are close with intentionally during this time what you never see in the book or the movie is there being a, a, a question of the ability to will we survive will we make it and actually what you find is that the more troubles they faced and that they learned from the closer that they grew together as a family I believe that the Robinsons would say for us to cherish this time to, to cherish this time of quarantine to cherish this time of change see to, to see this time as an opportunity for us to strengthen the relationships with those that we love now this last one that, that I want to offer to you it goes hand in hand with, with um, having patience and love for our family and it's this and I know a lot of you have already done this but it's for us to rediscover our home rediscover your home the Robinsons made a true home with what they had and so I would say to you make your home make whether it's your backyard or your living room or your front yard or whatever it is but make your home a place where you want to spend time together you know we are so busy and we are running so often and we're going and going and going that often our home is really more like a hotel we, we bathe there, we sleep there, and we might grab something to eat. And then we're out the door again. Rediscover our home. I asked last week at our drive-in church service to honk if you had spent a lot of time and money at home improvement stores lately. And let me tell you, you guys honked. Drew and Mallory and I have spent more time in our backyard we have spent more time together these past two months than in all the nine years I think we've lived in our home just together we well we drew and Mallory started a garden we we me I got a, a small little above ground pool because I want to float in it we just finished uh, refinished our deck which was a, a big thing Drew put in this awesome swing for Mallory. It's just really cool out of one of those huge old oak trees. 
We've rediscovered our backyard, and in the process, we've rediscovered each other. And all of this, and this is really what I want to get down to, raises an, a, an important question about our identity and purpose as followers of Jesus. Because otherwise, all that's just kind of nice advice, right? Here's a movie. Here's what I offer to you that I saw that I think would be beneficial. But what's the important question about our identity and purpose as followers of Christ? Because see, if you strip away all the other options in life, and, and think about the Robinsons. They were... They, they left their homeland in Switzerland. They were going to New Guinea. They were going to, to start a new life. All of their possessions were with them. And then they end up shipwrecked, just them on an island. And everything is now gone from them. I mean, yeah, they, might, they had some clothes and some things that they salvaged from the ship. But everything that they thought was normal life is no more, right? If you strip away all the other options usually available to us, vacations and trips and new cars and going wherever you want to go whenever you want to go there if you strip away our identity right what if you know if we've had our identity stripped away where maybe you're known as doctor so and so right or maybe you're known as professor or or reverend or maybe you're known as the boss right ceo or maybe you're known as the manager or or maybe you're known as the teacher or the student or maybe you're known as the athlete and you've suddenly had your, all your spring sports taken, out of you, uh, taken away from you. Maybe you're known as the dancer. Maybe you're known as the musician. And suddenly these things are gone. And all you are is mom or dad, son, daughter, friend. Everything else has been stripped away. If circumstances like a shipwreck or a global pandemic were to strip away a huge part of who you were, here's the question. Would your purpose in life suddenly change? If everything was stripped away, would your purpose in life suddenly change? Because I'm here to tell you, friends, that it shouldn't. And I ask this because I don't believe that God would see any difference between castaways on an island with little to no hope for rescue and regular people living in 2020 in the world who, who have titles and amenities and all the distractions. I don't believe God would see a difference. If anything, I think he'd say that the castaway has an easier opportunity to grow in their faith. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus is telling a story. He's telling a parable. This is the whole reason we do this, these movie series is because Jesus told stories. So we take stories like Swiss Family Robinson and we say, what can we learn from this? And in Mark chapter 4, Jesus is telling a story and it's, a fairly well-known story if, if you've been around much, if you've been around church much, or you know, even listened to some of our messages here. Jesus is talking about seed and soil. A lot of you guys have been doing the gardening thing. You, you get it. 
And he talks about one particular kind of soil that I want to read, beginning in verse 18 of Mark 4. And, and he says this, this is Jesus speaking, right? He's telling a story to make a point spiritually. And he talks about this soil. And he says, The seed that fell among the thorns represents others, so he's talking about people, okay, who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message of God's word is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things. And this is what Jesus says, so no fruit is produced. No fruit is produced. There was a seed that fell among thorns and, and it didn't take it didn't take root. It, it didn't get into the soil. It wasn't even able to make it down to the soil. Those thorns kept it out. And I see in here three distractions that Jesus lists that crowd out or don't allow God's word to really sink in. And friends, this is what I have been spiritually thinking about and processing these last few months. Because God has revealed to me the thorns in my life that have crowded out his word. Three distractions based on Mark verse, uh, 4, verse 18 and 19. And I want us to look at them just a little more closely for a moment. The first is this. He says, this is why my word doesn't get down into the soil. This is why my word, my message doesn't get down and take root. And he says it's because of the worries of this world. <laughs> the worries of this world. I mean, if you look at the red letters of Jesus, he repeatedly says to us, don't be anxious. Don't do it. And I would say, folks... This is not a suggestion from Jesus. He isn't saying, hey, take this advice. You can take it or leave it. Don't be anxious. We need to see this as a command from our Lord. You know, the Bible says don't steal, and most of us don't. But the Bible also says don't be anxious, don't worry. But you know what? Most of us do. Interesting. There's so much that we want to worry about, right? What's happening to the world? What's happening to the economy? What's happening to jobs? What's happening to, to our pensions? What's happening? You know, the list can go on and on and on. But Porch Community, there should be something about us as followers of Jesus which demonstrates not worry but God's peace. We should be the ones as followers of Christ at work and online and in conversation and, and, and with our, our, our friends and with our family and as we talk to people, we should be the ones who aren't troubled because we know God has our lives in his hands. Yet Jesus says, my seed, my, my word doesn't even get down into the soil because of the worries of your life. The next distraction that, that crowds out God's word, the, the message, Jesus says, is the deceitfulness of riches. The deceitfulness of riches. I do this. You might as you probably do as well. The tendency to think, okay, everything's fine because there's money in the bank. 
as long as our balance is good and our bill, bills are getting paid, everything is, it's not too bad. But you know what? If the bank collapses, if the economy collapses, if the job's gone and there's no money to put in that bank anymore, suddenly, and so we can be, Jesus is saying, don't be deceived by riches. Don't be deceived by dollars. We, we need to be aware of, of putting all of our trust in money. It's a false god. We talked about that a few weeks ago. And, and it, it can stop the seed from growing. Jesus says, don't just base if things are good or not. Don't just base if everything's okay in your life on money, the deceitfulness of riches. So don't people worry? We put too much stock, <laughs> pun intended, I don't know, in money, and then the third distraction that Jesus lists here in Mark chapter 4, and I love this because it's like he just kind of like says, this is going to cover everything. Jesus says, and the desire for other things. My other things could be different than your other things, but they can still be things that, that block out, that are a, a, a hindrance to God's word, the message, even getting down into the soil of my heart. And yours too. We desire so many things. Again, we talked about this a few weeks ago in our No Other Gods message about how we can have idols in our lives. We desire so many things, but let's be realistic. There are a lot of things that are good and appropriate for us to desire. I mean, that's okay. But what Jesus is talking about here is a craving. It's that attitude of not being able to live without something. You know, I want it and I want it now. I've got to have it. And, and a craving can become so important to us that we are unable to receive the word of God because we are so focused on, I want this and I want it now. And the scary thing is, is that word from God could be the very word that could change us, that could free us, that could make us whole, that could bring us peace, that could truly make us be secure, that could truly bring us joy. But we can miss out on it because the seed, God's word, doesn't even make it down into the soil. Friends, who you and I are, who we become during this time of uncertainty, of this shipwreck, of, of us being, you know, like castaways on an island, it can be it should be a direct reflection of the love of God through Jesus Christ. Who we are should be a direct reflection of the love of God through Jesus Christ in this circumstance because the circumstance should not change anything about who we are in Christ Jesus. The circumstances should have no effect on our identity and who we are. Like the Swiss family Robinson, we take our current circumstances and instead of worrying and instead of complaining and instead of questioning or maybe doing nothing, we instead have this attitude of someone who is ready to receive from God what he wants to plant in us, what he wants to grow in us during this time. We adapt 
We're optimistic. We offer grace and, and patience to those we are spending the most time with. And we rediscover our home, which should be a place of rest and, and comfort. So what I would say to you, Porch Community, is, is let's embrace this challenge like the Robinson family did. And let's use this for God's glory. And listen, if you've never actually called out to God, given your life to Jesus, that these words that you're hearing, that you go, I... What's the, what's the message? What's the message that he wants to take root in my life? Well, it's this message that there is a God who loves you and who desperately wants to be in relationship with you through Christ Jesus. And he wants to take the sin and the weight and the burden that has been on your life, that has been in your heart, that has been in your mind, and he wants to release you from that. He wants to free you from that. He wants to give you new life. And that new life comes through Jesus Christ. He gave his life for you so that you might be redeemed. And all you have to do is recognize and, and say, God, I believe. I believe Jesus is your son. I believe he has given his life for me, for my sin, so that I might live truly live the way I was created to live. Today could be that day. Maybe you felt like your life has been a shipwreck, not just this pandemic, but for a very long time. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus comes to rescue us. I've learned a lot from this movie. Uh, I think I will in many years to come. I think every time I watch it, I'll see something new. But I believe that we, we can learn. We can learn together from this, yes, fictitious family. But let's be people of God in our community, friends, that, that we're not being tossed. <laughs> we're not being thrown around. We're not shipwrecked. We have Jesus. We have hope. We have life. Would you pray with me? God, I thank you that you teach us and that you, I mean, you are our creator. You know us, you know the way our mind works. And there's something about stories that it just helps us to learn. It helps us to, to take in information. And God, once again, we take a, a story of a family. And Lord, we see how they moved forward they, they, they were not depressed, they were not down, they were not, they were not without hope. They, they came together and they went forward. God, their faith was in you. And Lord, I pray that we would be just like them, that we would adapt, that we would be innovative, that we would, we would take whatever circumstances are there and our identity wouldn't change. Like all wouldn't be lost, all hope wouldn't be gone just because of, of circumstances. We would be who you created us to be, no matter what the circumstance is. God, I pray that we will live into that in, in, the, in today and in the coming days. And as we get back to work and, and, and being out in public more, that, that God, we wouldn't forget the things that we have learned. 
God, I thank you for the Porch Community Church that is that you have planted here in Valdosta. I thank you, God, not only that, but but yeah, we're planted physically here in Valdosta, but I thank you for the way in which our ministry is it goes very far. God, I thank you for the faithfulness of your people to support the ministries of this church so that we are able to continue to, to uh, offer hope, to offer love, to offer the promise of Jesus. So God, in this moment, may we be reminded of, of our opportunity to give, to be part of your work, to, to uh, give back to you and allow you to bless it and use it in a way that you want to use it for your glory. Father, we love you. Thank you for the way in which you teach us through stories. God, may your word, that seed, that promise, get through all obstacles. Remove them, Lord, so that seed can get down into our heart, into our soul, into our mind, and take root so that we can know you better. We pray all this in the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen.